The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Episode of How Bizarre. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by my lovely wife, Erin. Hello, everyone. Erin, I'm doubly dosed. Doubly dosed. You are protected now against Almost. the Rona. Almost. Two more. In two weeks, I will be. Okay, but in you two know weeks. What I mean. You have the antibodies that are building as we speak right they now are. inside you. I'm becoming a superhuman or I'm becoming a mutant. One or the other. Well, you have Bill Gates tracking devices inside you. Clearly. I love that, right? I love you the know. people that are freaked out about tracking. You know, we all carry our fucking phones everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're really worried about being tracked by the government, dude? What do you th- Do you really think that they don't know what you're searching on Google? Oh, yeah. They do you really don't know that they don't already see everything on your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter, right. your Discord, your whatever you have? Like Discord. Everything. Look at you pretending Tumblr, you're young. Tumblr. <laughs> Tumblr. Do people use Tumblr anymore? I think Tumblr's like making a comeback. It's all Reddit see, and 4chan for the crazies. Reddit, uh, I want to see MySpace make the comeback. We've talked about this a lot on a lot of my shows, and that's one of the things we want to see. And we're actually think because I think MySpace is around, right? It's like a music thing yeah, right it's now. Yeah, music thing. It's still But there. like, aren't there podcasts on there? I would have no idea. We're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to do it. Anyway, we're back. This is how bizarre uh, the show in which we discuss bizarre disappearances. Um, sometimes unex- mostly unexplained. Sometimes we have ones that are solved. I don't think we've ever had a solved one. That we haven't, right? The They've all been yeah. unexplained Otherwise, or I un- have unsolved, that right? Okay. Yeah. No, because I think originally we did the one about the family that was caught. Didn't we? Fa- I guess it wasn't solved technically, was what it? What are you talking about? The whole family that when we mixed day. That's what I was going to tell you. I would do the mixed days. Did we not do that? Never one? done the mixed days, but that's what got me into this whole thing. Let's do a mixed mix day one anyway. Oh my gosh, that one's fascinating. Mix, but now it's solved, obviously. You, well, then join us for History Creeps. And you can present History Creeps to me, Johnny, and Carter. That's a lot of pressure here. Hey, I think you should. I don't know. We'll think about it. Anyway. <laughs> so today I have a story for you. It's my turn to bring a story. Have you ever heard about the disappearance of Christopher Kersey? I think it's Kersey. K-E-R-Z-E. I do not think so. At least okay. based on the name. You'll definitely know... So there's something that this is tied to, and it's really kind of cool. And it's like, uh, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I got to do this now. And I looked more into it, and then I become, you know, there's not so much on the story itself. Uh, There is some. You'll see. I don't know why I'm trying to build it up for you. You'll just see. Okay, okay. All right, right? Christopher Kersey. Uh, He was born on February 19th, 1973 in Egan, Minnesota. By all accounts, Christopher had a normal childhood, and by 1990 had been developing into a well-mannered, brilliant young man. Brilliant. Yes. I love that adjective. Well, if I die, please call me brilliant. Like That should be what you, you describe me. You better be as good as what he did in okay. here, okay? So, he saved a little boy's life by nope. doing a surgical... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, the oldest of three boys, he was described as, quote, an excellent student who had been invited to join the National Honor Society. 
He was also a National Merit Scholar semifinalist. Well, are we all? So what does that mean? Like, I, I looked it up, and it sounded like something that's just kind of everybody can exactly. get national <laughs> scholarships, right? Isn't that what that is? But what's the, so the National Honor you Society. You didn't have the National Honor Society in your school? I wasn't invited to Not be a part of it. you invited. You had to have a really high GPA. Oh, so then he was an excellent student. I did, my school was 92 or above. He was a brilliant young man. Which is man. high honor roll, but I went to school 100 years ago, so I'm sure that's changed. Um... He was also a member of his school's swim team, and he was an avid skier. Like a majority of young men in the early 90s, he was into laser tag and computers, but he also enjoyed camping in nature. I love laser tag. Am I a young man in there? So (laughs) he also enjoyed long walks on the beach. No, I'm just kidding. I felt like like when I was writing that, dude, as I was writing that out, I'm thinking this sounds like one of those like dating dating things, right? Like, listen, like... Uh, I enjoy laser tag, computers, but also camping in nature. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like being the co-host? Okay, here we go. On the morning of April 20th, 1990, Christopher told his parents he wasn't feeling well and that he had a pretty bad headache. Uh, he wanted to stay home from school. Because he was a good student, they didn't see this as a kid trying to play hooky. Which, by the way, do they still call it hooky? Is that still the term used or is that an know. old term? I mean, they did it when I was... In school, right? Did they say it for you? In yeah, school? but okay. I'm saying I'm saying hooky in like terms nowadays? of nowadays. Yeah. I have no idea what the kids. So are listeners, nowadays. I need to know this, right? So list creepers. I assume. Let so. us know if you're a younger creeper. When I say younger, I'm saying probably in your twenties or younger, like mid twenties and Gen younger. Z. You're Gen Z. Gen Z. Do you use the word hooky? Is that a thing? Do we care? Not really. I do. <laughs> I do. I'm just wondering because as I was writing it, I was like. Do people still say hooky? Like when I say it, is that going to explain what that is? It just means somebody has skipped school. Right? Yeah, or work. A skipper. He wasn't a skipper. <laughs> uh, his, his, so his father ended up going off for the day on a business trip. His mother gave Christopher some over-the-counter medication for his headache and told him to rest. She then left to run some errands. When his mother returned home around 3.30 p.m., Christopher was gone. The family dog was running loose uh, in the yard, and the family's light blue 1988 Dodge Caravan was missing. Okay. On the kitchen counter was a handwritten note from Christopher, which read, quote, Mom, something important came up and feeling somewhat better. Back by six, parentheses, unless I get lost, end parentheses. And then he underlined the word lost twice. Later, his mother would say, quote, that was kind of a joke because he hadn't been driving long. And so sometimes when he went out of our neighborhood area, he did get lost. This is for Generation Z listeners. This is before we had cell phones and yeah. GPS and yeah, all that right, stuff. Right. Think about that, right? So 90s, yeah, you just had to kind of know your area unless you had a map in the car, but you had to drive. You can't be looking at a map while you're driving. Right. You just kind of know your area. Right. And I remember that. Remember that, that kind of thing of when you were first learning how to drive, learning just how to get around. In your mind, you started to kind of build a map of your area. You knew how to get from here to here and where your home was in relation to that area. Do you know what I mean? I remember just really learning a lot of Pinellas Park when I was growing up in Pinellas Park and all the side streets I can get from here to here to here and avoid lights this way. And I really remember knowing my area well. And like now, you know, I take pride in knowing a lot of Buffalo, like driving into Buffalo. I can make my way around well knowing the area. Uh, But yeah, I remember that being a thing when you first start driving is really trying to learn your area. And I guess that's just that wasn't everybody. Maybe it was just me. Yeah. Well, excuse me. Uh, When six o'clock came and went and Christopher didn't show up, his mother contacted the police. They told her that it was too early. It had not been 24 hours, so they could not declare him missing. 
The next day, his father returned home from the business trip, and later that afternoon, a letter was delivered to the family home postmarked from Duluth, Minnesota, two and a half hours away. In the note, Christopher had written that he had lied about not feeling well so that he could use the family's car to get away, quote, to not even I know where, end quote. So wait, this came in the mail the next day. Mm-hmm. That's pretty quick. Well, I mean, it's only two and a half hours. Yeah, still. I guess the mail was different back then um, than it is now, thanks to Yeah. the hell is um, So yeah, the wrote note said that he was getting away to, quote, not even I know where. The note went on to claim that he planned to take his own life and he was sorry for the pain he would cause. Immediately, searches were organized and posters were distributed. Two days later, the family's Dodge Caravan was found ab- abandoned 20 miles north of Grand Rapids. A note left by Christopher's identif- uh, identified his parents as being the owners and the keys were inside. Grand Rapids, Michigan? Uh, I believe. That's I, weird. Because no, I kept looking. State. Well, I kept looking it up, and well, I didn't look up Grand Rapids, Minnesota. I should have. Can you look that up right now yeah, and see sure. if it's there? Uh, I I don't know why I didn't look that up. I just assumed it was because Minnesota and Michigan border each other, right? They're near each other. They're near each other. I don't know if they border each other. Oh, how close are they they're from close. each other? They're like a state. There might be a state. We Definitely can. check and see if there's a Grand Rapids, Minnesota. I guess I should have done that, and I meant to, well, and I didn't. Okay. And I'm sure there's creepers that are going Grand Rapids, Minnesota, Michigan. What? Is there a Grand Rapids, <laughs> there is Minnesota? A Grand Rapids okay. Minnesota? Yes. So, um, blah, 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 what did I say last? Uh, the keys were inside, right? Mm-hmm. A review of the bank records showed that Christopher withdrew $200 from a savings account the afternoon he went missing two days earlier. Also, one of his brothers discovered that their father's shotgun was missing. However, all the ammunition was accounted for. So the searches intensified around the area where the van was found. Dogs were used to aid in the searches through the woods. They picked up a scent about a mile into the woods from the highway where the van was found, but it ended abruptly with no sign of Christopher. Hmm. Just stops, right? Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Like dogs usually can pick it up again, right. but they just couldn't. It just kind of stops about a mile into the woods and that's it. Weird. The search would ultimately yield nothing and the case grew cold. However, for the next six months, his parents would receive mysterious phone calls. The caller would always be silent, and there would always be some sort of noise in the background, sometimes sounding like a party. When his parents would speak or call Christopher by name, the caller would hang up. And they weren't the only one receiving this call. His best friend also received these types of calls for six months. But then, after six months, the calls stopped completely. And so do the leads and everything else. It just grows cold. Wow. In May 1993, Minneapolis, Minnesota's own Soul Asylum debuted the music video for their single, Runaway Train. I knew it was based on... The video featured 13 missing children, including Christopher Kersey. It received heavy airplay on MTV and VH1. The music video ends with the request, if you've seen one of these kids or you are one of them, please call and a hotline number is displayed. This gave his parents hope because, you know, anytime you put something in the media at that time, it kind of resurrects this. So it's three years later. Everything had been cold. For them, it gave them hope. Uh, But aside from a couple of crumbs, there were no new leads. The one thing they got was somebody had reached out saying that he had been in contact with Christopher and given him a ride all the way out to Maine. But that led nowhere. Like they couldn't, right. they couldn't verify, they couldn't verify it. it. They, that was all there was. 
In 2004, Egan Police Department received an anonymous letter postmarked Seattle, Washington that claimed Christopher was, quote, a guardian angel and you need to stop looking for him. It went on to say Christopher would return home when he was ready. The police would later determine that this was a hoax. I'm sure, yeah. But that was it. Nothing since. It's still been unsolved. Wow. But here's a cool thing. There was this cool thing about Soul Asylum that I wanted to tell you uh, when I looked this up. Give me one second. That's why um, it sounded like a, the, vaguely familiar, like you saying that he underlined lost twice. Like that sounded vague. And I think I just had read that that was based on Soul. Like I probably just read like a little snippet of Runaway Train and that, that might have been part of it. Right. Um, this was a cool thing about the Soul Asylum, though, that I found while I was doing this as well. So apparently with that video... Uh, there are three original versions of the videos mm-hmm. because depending on what country the video was being broadcast, oh. they would show children from that area who are missing. Um, the band had an agreement with families that when and if a case was resolved, they would change the video and use new faces. There were three original versions of the video in the United States, totaling 36 missing children shown. According to Kay, the director, um, his name's Tony Kay, 26 missing children were found after being featured in the oh, video. Oh, that's awesome. Wow, right? So only yeah. 10 still have not been found. And Christopher is one of those. That's... But one of the things that comes up is that there's some people that think that there may be foul play involved. And I don't know why. But the fact that there was these weird notes, these kind of this and that. Um, and we discussed this before, right? When it comes to suicide, you find the body at some point. Typically, yeah. Right? Like, but yeah. Tw- we're talking 20, 20-something years later. What are we at? 29 years later now? 1990? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. 31, no, I mean. <laughs> 31 <laughs> years later, 31 years yeah. later. Yeah. Wow. But it does also sound like he's saying he's going to kill himself and he talked the shot, took the shotgun and just kind of nobody could find six him. Months of calls. Like, what right. does that mean? Like, right. What is he doing? Right. If that's him. So apparently, I think it was in 2018, there was a guy that was caught and it ended up solving the case of one other boy who had been missing in the Minneapolis area, in that Minnesota, in the area where he grew up in Minnesota, not in Egan, but it was in that area. And it gave the family hope. And so it, it kind of resurged all of these cold cases back in 2018. And they started handing out all kinds of flyers again. They started talking about the shotgun that he brought. Maybe a hunter found a sh- this shotgun in the woods, hoping it would jog memory, but still nothing, nothing. still nothing since 2018. It's crazy. People can just disappear. Yeah. At least in this day and age, because like you said, when it comes to suicide, at some point you think you're going to find the body. You're going to find. Yeah, you can't. Bury, his... You can't remove your body once you're dead. No, like, exactly. Unless you jump into. But there are there. some remote areas still, though. Like I, I yeah, sometimes there's... we just drive around just outside of Buffalo, right? And I think to myself, there's these little patches of land that, unless people are just trekking through there, it'll take a long time before somebody finds somebody there. True, but you know I, what I mean? assume they're going to check those places when they're looking for someone. Yeah, that's the thing. Is, how that's far can the thing. Really there was a lot of searches. There was all kinds of, th- and that's the other piece. What about the dogs, dogs that just yeah. kind of go a mile in and just stop? Like, right. okay, he's not here. All right, so how does somebody just disappear? From the middle of the woods. Somebody pluck them up from the sky. Obviously. So this could be a UFO. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot. Pick them up. A bear. Pick them up. Something that picks them straight up off the ground. That's how you wouldn't have a scent anymore, right? Unless but you change you... your clothes and move on. But you see your scent would still be on there. there. I don't know. But this one I thought was very fascinating because of this. I like the Soul, Soul Asylum piece. Yeah. The Runaway Train. That's always been a cool video. But yeah, it's uh, it's weird that, you know. It still hasn't been solved. It's very strange. 
So there know. you go. That's my story for you this week. So if they think it was foul play, do they think like that the letter was fake? Fake letter. Somebody got was him to withdraw the money. Yes. So then it would have to be someone forcing And the him way to the write family it? talks about it is that they did take it as if he did, he wrote that he was right. going to commit suicide. And they felt like, you know, there's a little bit more in terms of how they felt about it. It wasn't questioning. And they took it as if he was trying to say goodbye. But then those phone calls made them think maybe he didn't do it yet. Or maybe, you know, maybe he's out there and maybe he was dealing with a mental issue. And then all of a sudden, like, he's out there not knowing what's going on. Mm. You know, it's really bizarre. Yeah. And it's unusual for families to take it as a suicide. So many times we see it with famous people, people who have killed yeah. themselves. No one believes it. Right. So if they took it as a suicide, then I would assume that, or took it that. But it they was said there really was never any signs, though. But that's the thing, too, right? We know that. That's not right. always going to be signs. Especially. But for him, you know, but then again, it could have been the pressure of trying to keep up with something. You know, he was the oldest of three. He's going through that time of uh, his life where he could go through a mental break. For sure, yeah. 17 years old when he he was missing. Still interesting that there's never been a trace of him again. Right. So... Great. There's there's the case, right? So for the, for creepers that want to check into it, they can look into it. I got a lot of my stuff off the Charlie Project and then three or four local uh, um, news websites, mm-hmm. um, some Minneapolis website, and then I can't remember what the other one was. It was it, it was a Minnesota website. Uh, but yeah, it's all basically the same. You know, and they talk about what he wore when you go to the Charlie project right. website, it says what they wore. That's so they just, yeah, they discuss this watch. He wore as a specific watch. So no one's ever found the watch. No one's ever found the dad's uh, shotgun yeah, and no one's ever found his body, his clothes, nothing, not, right. a, not a, not a trace of him. Weird. The butt and the dogs couldn't either. So there you have it. There's wow. my, how bizarre. Uh, creepers, thanks so much for listening to another episode. I like the how bizarre ones because they're nice little nuggets. They're not like super long, hour long episodes. It's just yeah, basically got time for that. here's the story. This is the facts. <laughs> you want to find out some more, you want to investigate it, go for it, right? Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Make sure you head over to the website, BICBP-radio.com. There's a whole bunch of other podcasts on the network. Obviously, they're not as good as the History Creeps line, but they are good nonetheless. So check them out. Make sure to support the content creators and the craft at which they work. You lost yourself. I did. <laughs> you could see me slowly, see the, like just kind of losing Where's the, the sentence going. The, the sentence. Um, also make sure if you're interested uh, in joining the creeper club, head over to history, uh, patreon.com slash history creeps. You'll find a whole bunch of new shows on there. Shows like Carter and Chris versus evil. Johnny knows creeping on cryptids abnormal times we've got some new ones coming uh, I've got a fun one planned here I can't wait I have a couple of fun ones planned that I can't wait to do so uh, check it out patreon.com slash history creeps you'll get some fun goodies in the meantime while you're waiting for your episodes other than that for my wife Erin Chavez I'm speaking for you now unless you're kicking us out of here if you say anything then you're like yeah bro I got nothing to promote just don't be an asshole uh, right? Isn't that your mantra now? Don't be an asshole. It should be. Um, yeah, for my lovely wife, Aaron Chavez, this is Chris Chavez. Thanks so much for listening, Creepers. We'll see you on the other side. And as always, when you're walking through life, you're out in the world, and something comes across, and you're just like, that's pretty bizarre, you say. How bizarre. <laughs>